episode, I am going to share with you an excerpt from a live class where I reveal the two strategies that are at the core of relational conflict. Plus, I'm going to share what's at the heart of those strategies. And I'm going to give you a whole new model of relationship that points the way to a conflict-free life. Sound good? Stay with me and let's hit it, Kim. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome to the BA Brilliant Human Podcast with me, Joel Young. We are up to episode number 74, which means you can find the show notes at www.babrilliantshuman.com slash 74. Well, here we are already in March 2021. (laughs) Oh my goodness me. And uh, wow, if you're here for the first time, I'm so delighted that you're here. And if you're back for more, you know I so appreciate that I get the privilege of being in your ears in some form for half an hour or so every week on this podcast. Now, before we dive into this, um, I want to share something. My morning was absolutely made this morning. I got an email from someone called Mary, and uh, and she says, I'm listening to your podcast starting at the beginning. Way to go, Mary. Uh, it's taking a while because the really juicy ones I have to listen to twice. I love that re-listens. Brilliant. I do know sometimes I the content in these is pretty rich, so a couple of listens can be a good idea. She says, I've received so much out of the podcast and I'm only up to number 48. That's past the halfway mark. Uh, so much hope, humor and a greater sense of myself. And she also shared some personal stuff about the impact on her, which I'm not going to share with you. That's that's very much her business. But I will say I do love to hear those stories. I love to hear how this stuff that I spend my time putting out to you impacts your life. Um, and so I always, always welcome your feedback. You can go to the website, www.beabrillianthuman.com, and you, there'll be a button there where you can leave me a message if you want to leave a, an audio message. Or you can send me an email, joel at nonpersonalawareness.com, um, just like Mary did. Or get in contact via the various social media platforms on Facebook. Best place is via NPA Rocks. So just search NPA, November Pop Alpha Rocks on Facebook. And you can send me a message there or places like Instagram or even Twitter. I'm not on Twitter that often, but even on Twitter. At uh, I'm at Joel Young NPA on those things. And if you're YouTube, I do this, put this podcast out on YouTube. You can leave me a comment right there. Um, that'd be fantastic. So yeah, let me know how's this podcast affecting you? Um, what difference is it making in your life? I'd love to hear your stories. So today we're talking about conflict. So I'm someone who kind of grew up as, as I guess, in a, in a situation where there was a lot of conflict. Um, my response to that was to become very conflict averse, if you like. And uh, I did a lot of deep work to kind of work out 
I guess, those childhood issues and, and all that history and stuff like that. And then in 2007, when MPA came along, uh, and by the way, I'm, I'm speaking this, I haven't yet said, do, do you know what MPA is? Well, MPA is a very simple way to stop taking things personally and so much more. In fact, it is, um, it's given birth to a set of philosophies and even a relational model, which we'll be talking about today. Um, and the best place to start for that is to go and download the MPA process. It's a simple six line spoken word process. You can do that. Um, you'll do that on today's show notes again, www.beabrillianhuman.com slash 74 or on the main website, which is joelyoungmpa.com. Go and download that now if you haven't already. But MPA came along in 2007. Um, and one of the things that it did uh, in at the time was, well, not immediately, but what it began to unveil in me because it took me a while to understand the true gift of it. Um, was it gave me the awareness that everything is relational. Everything is energy and energy works relationally. Really, the, my whole paradigm about healing and personal development shifted to a relational model. We change how we feel in relation to something. We change, um, you know, the relationships between us, between us and things, the relationship of stuff with ourselves, the relationship even about the things that are outside of ourselves. There's all this connected energetic um, impact that goes backwards and forwards. But when you view life through a relational model, um, everything can really change. But what I also discovered is that the old relational models, they really suck. <laughs> We've got some awful relationship strategies. And one of the main things you see about that is, you know, we end up going around in circles um, with, with the people that we love inside ourselves. And either we end up suppressing ourselves or um, or becoming overly responsible for everything, all these kind of things. And I even found when I started looking into it that, you know, a lot of the popular spiritual and personal development models, um, you know, especially ones we'll talk about when you hear the clip today about unity, um, they not only wouldn't help, but they'd actually make things worse. So what came along over time was a new model of relating, a new model of relationship, you could say. And that, that's, it really does sort of give us an insight and a possibility of truly conflict-free life or conflict-free relationships. So we can stop going around in circles because conflict, if you think about it, is kind of a state of impasse or stuckness, but it's got that extra level of friction or battle. You know, and it ends in hurt and damage and there's the idea of winners and losers. Um, and, and what it needs and for us to come into alignment with the more energetic nature of reality is it needs movement, it needs flow, it needs common understanding. So this new relational model, and you know, I'll talk a little bit in a moment about the tools that have come out of it, um, give you the means to experience this in your life. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today is, is a clip from a live event that I did in Estonia some years ago. Um, which is a section which kind of talks through, I guess it's the higher concepts of, of this relational model. And I really hope it gives you an insight into, into a different way of looking at things. And certainly it, it, it looks at, you know, what are the main strategies, especially born from the idea of unity, um, that are so common, so normal, and yet they can, they, they inevitably fail because it's not our nature to become one, uh, we can experience connectedness, but becoming one is it's an impossibility because there are we we are existing in a plane of diversity. Um, so where do we go from there? Well, this clip will tell you. 
And uh, one of the reasons that I'm sharing this with you is um, I'm thinking of doing an event to come up. I say out of this work, um, you know, this is fairly conceptual today, but out of it has, has come an amazing way to very tangibly work on conflict. And in fact, it helps you work whether you've got that kind of um, inner conflict, you know, where sort of parts of you are warring or fighting and that's very, very frustrating and get you stuck, paralyzed, that kind of thing. So it'll help you with that. It also um, helps you if you're in conflict with another. So any classic conflict between you and say your spouse or you and your mother-in-law, um, you and your kids, you know, it's when, when there's you and another or even you and a something, you know, I'm, you know, fighting, uh, I don't know, various concepts of COVID or whatever. But if you're, if you're generating a sense of conflict with yourself and another, uh, again, the tools that have come out of this relational work um, are amazing for that. And the final area, which isn't always something that's considered in terms of, of conflict resolution, is I know for myself that um, that one of the issues around conflict, especially if it's, it's two people that are not me, but I love them both, but they are in conflict. Um, for some of us, that can be a real challenge. And so when we see others in conflict, it can bring stuff up in ourselves. And um, again, part of the event that I'm thinking of doing will go through how you can use these tools to really resolve that stuff in a, in a powerful, energetic way. It dovetails with MPA really beautifully. And um, the reason I'm telling you about this is I want to know, are you interested in that? Is that something that we feel would help you? Um, and I would love you to tell me, it would really help me out to find out if this is something that you're interested in. And the way you can do that is just send me an email. You can go, if you go to joel at nonpersonalawareness.com, um, I'll put that again in the show notes today. Uh, that'll come right to me. I'll come to my personal email um, and just let me know if, if you're interested in that. Um, again, if you want to share with me, you know, what what your experience of conflict is, um, I'd love to hear you. I will get back to you. Um, so let me know. Is that something you're interested in? in a, I'm looking at it as potentially, again, all details on there, but potentially like a, a live sort of online these days Zoom event where we get together. I share how you do this, uh, what the tools are. Um, and how you can use them with yourself. And also, again, if you're some kind of coach or um, healer or change worker, it's a tool that, I mean, I use it all the time in my practice um, with magical, magical effects. It's a really profound tool. So I'm curious if you'd like to find out about that, do let me know. Again, joel at nonpersonalawareness.com. Just send me an email, say hi, let me know you're there and let me know um, if that's something that you're interested in or you think would help you. All right. So without further ado, um, let's go over to Estonia <laughs> and um, and yeah, let me share with you this new relational model and why unity or at least as a relational um, healing approach is a myth. Here we go. Today, our focus is going to be on a distinct something, a distinct entity, you could say. And that entity, that thing, that distinctness is the relationship. Because there is me, and then there's my beloved, or another. 
other. And then there's the relationship between us. We don't always think about that relationship as being kind of an individual in its own right. A third party. When we come together, what we've tended to do, and we're going to cover this in detail, is become one. <laughs> but actually you don't become one. There's you, the other, and there's this whole life happening between this relationship. And when you really step into that awareness of this relationship, the relational space, is what I like to call it, you can begin to take care of it, honour its needs, not in a way that takes away from you or takes away from the other or gives to the other. In its own distinctness, honour its longing, its life, its love, its needs, what it needs to be cared for. So, the relational space. Well, relationship happens when there's kind of all at one, because in the beginning, there was nothing. It's to represent nothing. <laughs> Did I miss something? Need <laughs> a blank page for this. Nothing, there you are. And we represent nothing. Let's do a zero. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then, light. Out of the nothing was created an awareness of oneness. And oneness was just oneness, kind of unaware of itself because it was only just the one, and therefore that's mind-bending. But ultimately it had to expand. And when naught becomes one expands, what happens next? Did you go to school? Zero, one. Zero one one. You went to you went to computer school, didn't you? <laughs> when I went to school, T was the next thing. <laughs> but if you were a computer geek, it might well be zero one one zero zero one zero one one zero. But then to get to hex code, I'm really lost. Anyway, I diverse. Two. <clears throat> so what is two? Two is where one becomes two. One being the wholeness to become two. You have to slice it, really. You have two is this or that. When you're just in the two, it's this or that. Now you have to have two to have any kind of awareness. As Eve pointed to yesterday with her question, uh, who is the witness and who is the oneness? Well, you're already in the two. If you're witnessing the oneness, really what you're doing is you're in the two. You're in the... Have you heard the term duality? Has anyone heard that term? But we're living in duality. And it's my view that for several eons, <laughs> the universe has been discovering the nature of duality. This or that. But there are inherent issues with duality. <laughs> in terms of how we relate. So, in the two-ness of it, well, let's look at us human beings. We're great examples. 
Now, in the this or that, there's you and there's me, and that's it. Really, what that looks like in our human worlds is, you know, there's, there's my way and there's your way. That's how it is, right? But when there's only this or that underneath it, even though we're quite civilised, let's face it, my way is the right way. <laughs> and your way, whatever you might think, is the wrong way. Now, over time, we've become much more civilised about all this stuff. You know, I don't always just kill you right off the bat because your way is the wrong way. You know, I might be quite civilised about it. Oh, yes, you know, I see what you mean. Yes, 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 but deep down inside, I know the truth, which is my way is the right way. And your way, it is the wrong way. And no matter what you do in duality, deep down, there's either this or that. So somewhere you know that's how it is. But you know, there's this kind of weird longing to sort of avoid all that conflict. There's different ways, different strategies that we can solve this. How can, how can we do it? It's, it's horrible. It all, oh, all this conflict. I know, I know, I know what to do. Let's go back. Let's go back, back to unity, to oneness, where there will be no conflict. Let's crawl back into the mother's womb, the safety of oneness, where we can all be one and relate. Oh no, we can't relate there, hang on. Because there's only one. But let's try anyway. Let's try and get back to oneness. How do we do that? I know, I know, a really good way. I will become you. I will say, yes dear, of course, your way is the right way. I will do what I can in my world to make myself the shape that you are. Think the things you think. I will become you. So, I will become you. So in I come, all the way, all the way. But this bit of me gets more and more compressed, more and more compressed, because it is ultimately distinct and separate. Oh, at some point you go, I spent my life trying to become you, and everything I've done is for you. Because deep down you know that I am not you. So there's another method we can do, which is you will become me. I will make you think the thoughts I think. I will make you see things the way I see them. You will become me if I have to kill you. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. <laughs> that. And this whole idea of coming back into the formless or the unity is an attempt to avoid that. But you know what the quantum physicists say? They chuckle amongst themselves and say, the universe is expanding. It's getting even more chaotic. They call it chaos. But they think it's a good thing. So it's not this. 
I should keep this open. It's that. But an interesting thing happens is when, when this happens. Well, let's look at the numbers. What do the numbers tell us? I'll ask my binary code friend. <laughs> Zero, one, two, and the next number is one. Zero. <laughs> I have, I have no idea what I'm doing, I'm afraid. Okay. Let's go with normal math then. Three. <coughs> Makes sense. Zero, one, two, three. So what does three look like in terms of relating? Well, <laughs> there's the infinite cookie of potential. That's the reality, that's the formless. It's all infinite, it's all kind of this primordial suit, whatever you want to visualize that as. And then there's a mechanism through which some things are experienced. You have to create a distinctness. Does that make sense to you? Is that translating? A something. Okay. And there's magic in creating something. It gives us the possibility of relating. It creates the sense of form. You, me, and a relationship. When you look at the relationship as a something, it becomes a wholeness in itself. Each of these distinctnesses, everything that is created is whole in itself. Do you understand that? It's whole. It has its life, it has its death, it has its experience. Everything is whole. So the problem with the merging, the two becoming one, is getting up to that thing here. You get that crossover where you try and fit each other. Now, you never quite get to have your wholeness if part of you is compromising. I don't know if this translates, but in English the word compromise has another meaning. Mm. If your system is compromised, <laughs> that means it's not working properly. As we begin to relate in our wholeness, well, this is what this gives us, the three, the relationship in wholeness, this in wholeness, this in wholeness. And how does that work? Well, you have to acknowledge that each distinctness, that would be you, me, or the relationship, has its own perspective. Now, my way is the right way, and your way is the wrong way, is a perspective that is very solid, and says that my way is the only way. Not, I notice there is a perspective that I can offer here. But my perspective on anything is just a perspective. And I can acknowledge that you have a perspective. So back to yesterday, where I asked, what's this? And I believe you said, chair. Yay, and I said, wrong. <laughs> it's because I have a different perspective on this than you. It might even sound the same. It might even be the same word. But this is what it is. It's a body of consciousness, a body of energy. 
There's a good metaphor or parable for this. You might have heard this before, but it's a good example. And I first heard it as a description of religions and how they relate to God. And it goes like this. There are seven wise men and they all get blindfolds put on. And they put them in a circle around an elephant. And they're told that the elephant is God and they must describe God. So the first person steps up and says, God, I want to get into contact with you. Yes. Ah, I see. God is long and thin and sort of wet at the end. <laughs> and there's the other side. No, 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 I am coming into contact with God. And you're right. God is long, but a bit thinner than you seem to describe, and more fluffy than wet at the end. Another person goes, you are both so wrong. God is so vast, you cannot touch the sides. <laughs> the elephant is the elephant is the elephant. And we touch into it at different sides. So in a way, the relationship is like the elephant. In our, in our human way, we might say, one person says, honey, why don't you get up five minutes earlier? Because then you won't be rushing before you go to work. Now, that person may be describing that as helpful advice. The other person, it's just what it is, may be describing that as nagging. You understand nagging? It is what it is. <laughs> so, um, in, a, in a short while we're going to look at how language can get in the way of just experiencing the isness of what's between you. And can you see that if you really allow yourself to start seeing life as offering a perspective rather than taking up a position, you're much freer then to dialogue. Because if these guys weren't saying, you're so wrong, it's fast, they say, wow, you've got a piece that's vast, and I've got a piece that's long. Let's see if we can come together and, and explore this in a deeper way. And I love that you have that perspective and I have this perspective, but we understand that it is what it is. It just is what it is. Everything is what it is. And there's these amazing perspectives. And isn't that the deliciousness of life? Isn't that the wonder of the whole point of this diversity that you can have your perspective and I can have my perspective? Wow! Yours is almost like mine, but not quite. You must be slightly left of me on the elephant. <laughs> but there's also another gift of this distinctness. When you start to get into this, you realise that each time you put your attention onto anything, you create or become aware of something distinct. It's like through our very perception, again, back to quantum physics, if you put your attention onto something, it kind of goes from this pure wave into apparent form. So do you understand that? Quantum physicists say, physicists say that things only manifest from a wave to a particle when you put your attention on them, when you bring awareness to them. It creates distinctness. 
But you know, every time you create a distinctness, you put a boundary around anything. It could be like, I think of myself as Joel, that's generally the, the edges of it are the body from one perspective, they're the energy field from another perspective, and there's the heart has its own perspective. Wherever you put your attention, you create that distinctness. And that is instantly in relationship to everything else, which creates another one. Which is then instantly, if you take all of that together, in relationship with something else. Which is then instantly in relation to something else. Which is instantly in relation to something else. That's infinity. The nature of energy is it is constantly in motion. This is always expansive. It's always possible to realize that it's just a perspective in relationship to something else. And that gives you movement. Because you know what it's like when you take up the position, my way is the right way, your way is the wrong way. And you get into arguments and you go round and round in circles. It's just two dimensions, it's flat. My way, no, your way, no, my way, no, your way, no, my way, no, your way, no, it's round in circles. If you look at this, this expands it, there's always a little bit wider. That's the circle. But if we understand that there's a perspective which then always creates a relationship space, which is why it's wider, wider, wider. If you take that rounding circles and just make it a tiny bit wider, let's see what happens. Just a tiny bit, that's all we need. Oh, the tiniest bit wider. Oh, tiny bit wider. Tiny bit wider. Stuck. Not stuck. And this is what just allowing yourself to know it's just a perspective. And there's always a something between, there's always a something between. And this is even taught to us in our schools that everything goes like a spiral. Spiral, yeah. So I always encourage people just to, to think a little bit wider, change perspectives. MPA itself offers the perspective that it's not personal. That's a slightly wider perspective. That's why I say it's not about convincing you of an idea. It's offering a perspective. And the minute you do that, you go a little bit wider. A little bit wider is always good. I sometimes, with clients, they say, I, I can't forgive myself. I say, let's go a little bit wider. Can you forgive yourself that you can't forgive yourself? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm just forgiving myself. Because motion, movement, is flow, is life that is happening. Again, yesterday I said to you, awareness brings life. It brings instability, which is movement, and you're back in tune with nature and not my way. So, Language is one of our biggest issues because underneath each particular word is a whole set of meanings you have no idea about. It's their perspective, but there's perspective being labelled or claimed in that particular way, that particular shape. 
Again, it's like that. Is it nagging or is it helpful advice? Let's fight about it. Or can we just experience the energy? And one of the first things to, to do is just to take the words out of the picture. So I hope that gave you some ahas. As I said, that's kind of the, the, the big picture view. And by the way, um, that originally comes from a video. It was a live, so I had a, had a flipboard in front of me writing stuff up. Um, if you're not already watching this on YouTube, um, you, if you want to listen to it again but see some visuals with that, you can go to YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash Joel Young, you'll find my channel, the Be A Brilliant Human channel. And there's a playlist there which, which gives you all the podcasts. Um, mostly the podcasts have just got pretty much a static um, sort of graphic over the top because this is an audio program after all. But on this occasion, I thought I'd share the, uh, the actual live video with you. So if you're curious to see it in person, then um, you can go ahead and find it there. And again, just to say to you, I would love to hear from you out of this um, I guess fairly conceptual idea of a model of relating have come well, in, in particular one very practical tool that is applicable in all sorts of situations. Again, it helps you deal with any internal conflict, any conflict you have with something outside of yourself, another person or something, some other situation outside of yourself. And even if you have issues that arise from um, from when two external things, two people outside of yourself are in conflict, and that has an impact on you, which I know is an issue for many, many people. Then, um, then I'm thinking about doing this day, and I would love you to let me know if that's something that you're interested in. If you are in, if you realize that you know conflict is a major issue for you, and you'd love to get your hands on a tool uh, for yourself or your clients, if you're a change worker of some kind. Um, I would be interested in principle of me putting on a, a day online to teach you that and share that with you. Then let me know. You can contact me um, by email, joel at nonpersonalawareness.com. Um, and even just let me know anywhere on via the other social media channels or even a voice message at beabrillianthuman.com. Uh, there's also some notes up at uh, beabrillianthuman.com slash 74 for today. And finally, again, if you haven't hit the subscribe button already, then do go ahead and hit it so you can be notified every time a new episode comes out. Plus, um, if you like what you've heard, just go and tell somebody. The best way in terms of spreading the word about the podcast is to let somebody know. And I'd always love to hear from you, just like I did from Mary today. Um, let me know what this means to you. Um, it's a great boost to me. I do this every single week. Um, and that's why hearing something like I did this morning from Mary um, really just just always reminds me, you know, why am I doing this? I mean, I do love to do it and I'm not trying to guilt trip you. <laughs> it, just, it, it just genuinely really touches me to hear the stories. So if you feel moved, let me know. And if you're interested in the conflict thing, um, in the resolving conflict, then um, again, feel free to share with me, um, again, what are your stories around conflict? Um, what are the issues? What are the troubles you find? It's all, um, I'd love to hear your shares on that. And uh, just let me know that you're interested. It was a real help to me. So thanks so much for being here today. Um, big love to you out there. And uh, I'll see you next time. And all that remains is to cue the moo. Mm hmm.